Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I am enjoying Colin McCrory's story and just Colin, just your heart for serving God. And thank you so much for sharing what you have. And this um, segment, I'd love to get into the restaurant business because that's yeah. another facet of what you do. You're the manager at Colby's Deli and Cafe. And w- I wanted to ask you, of course, we've all had those challenges since COVID, you know, over a year ago plus. But the restaurant industry especially has faced those challenges. So do you want to speak into that? Of course. So back in March of 2019, when everything first happened, initially it was difficult because we had to learn how to manage a season that had never really occurred before with different regulations and expectations. Mm -hmm. And so... It was very difficult, and it was not sustainable. Thankfully, it didn't last too long, I suppose. Uh, The good part about it was it was definitely a learning process to learn how to be flexible, how to manage with less business, how to manage inventory, how to, you know, schedule people so that you're not, you know, having too high of labor costs given the uh, business. So it's been difficult. And while we are out of that season in a sense of, you know, it's no longer carry out only or uh, limited seating, we're in a new season where it is very difficult to find employees because, they're not they're not applying and you know even the ones that do apply they'll show up and work one day and then not show up again or they just won't show up at all or they won't show up for the interview and so it's it's very difficult because the employment pool is small mm-hmm. anyway so then when you have those challenges with a small employment pool It's difficult, but I will say this, the deli and cafe is doing better sales than it was before 2015, which is really amazing. And so those skills and the flexibility that was learned 
in that season has been applied now. So, you know, not only are we able to cut costs while keeping or increasing quality, we're having more sales because of it, you know, and it's just really great. And as long as we can get over this employment challenge, it's going to be even better than before. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, God is definitely blessing your obedience. You know, you're placing him first in what you're doing. And I know your parents are as well. Um, Yes. And so there's, there's obviously, you know, positions open at, at Colby's and Colby's Deli and Cafe, right? So if someone's listening oh, yeah. right now, Colin, and they're like, okay, I want, I need a job. What do they do? <laughs> they can either come to either location and fill out a paper application or they can message the Deli and Cafe on Facebook. Or if they want, they can get an email, uh, or excuse me, get an application email to them. So okay. we're willing if you're willing. <laughs> okay. I, I wanted to ask you this is, you know, as you seek the Lord and as you pray and as you live your life, how has God been speaking to your heart? Is there anything he has placed on your heart to share? Um, so I'll let you just run with that one. Sure. So, of course, the Lord speaks through his word. So if you're in his word every day, no matter where you're at, he's going to use his scripture to speak to your heart, speak to your life, speak to what's going on in the world. But as far as on a personal level, you know, holiness is is one of the things that is the most important. Yes, yet I feel like it is the least talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, because the Lord calls his children to be holy and holiness is not something that is present during just prayer or just reading the word. But holiness is in everything that is done and said and thought. And So I would say just as a theme, holiness is the main thing that I would say has been on my heart and mind and pursuing holiness, you know, because he says, I think it's in Hebrews where he talks about we are holy and we are being made holy. Mm -hmm. So, so positionally as a born again Christian, you're holy. And then situationally, and as we walk out our salvation with fear and trembling, that's, that's where holiness, um, manifests. And, you know, that, that's in business. That's in, in, in everything that is done, you know, in, in worship leading or going to the store or whatever. It's just, that's, that's the position. And, and so, you know, with business, how do you bring holiness and how do you bring godly principles into business? It's really important to do that as far as like, you know, not letting the little things get swept under the rug, like, you know, time cards or um, how you treat employees, how you treat customers. It's the big things manifested in the little things. Mm -hmm. That's good. And living our life to please God, you know, putting him first. 
Yes. Yeah, that's good. Well, Colin, we we are out of time. We I think we could keep talking and go, and do yeah, another show. <laughs> but I really appreciate your heart. I thank you for what you do in our community. I thank you um, that you serve God at Colby's Deli and Cafe and, you know, in worship. But thank you so much, Colin, for what you do. Thank you, Teresa. It's been a pleasure. I've loved it. Absolutely. And thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit ShapeByFaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the Cabinet Doors and More studio, this is WOMI Owensboro, 99.1 FM and 1490 AM. Hello and welcome to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, Private Wealth Advisor with Align Wealth Management. And this is the September 17th, 2021 show of our Financial Fridays. You can call this show The Tax Reveal Almost. Uh, a lot of this show will be devoted to what has come out through the House Ways and Means Committee uh, Working Group as part of what they want in the budget reconciliation bill to generate the $3.5 trillion in infrastructure spending that the Biden White House is seeking. To this point, nothing's been voted on, but there is a lot lot of tax changes coming our way. So if you're a taxpayer, you'll want to stay tuned. As for the market recap this week, it's been decidedly down. We've had uh, kind of two weeks in a row now bouncing around the gutter. Uh, The S&P is staying around its uh, 50-day moving average. Uh, we've had uh, pretty wild action, actually, this week. Nothing that sent people rushing to the exits on Thursday's close. The NASDAQ was positive. Uh, Wednesday, we had a positive day across the board. S&P was down just a tad on Thursday, down six points. Uh, Dow Jones down about 60 points. Some of the highlights for the week is crude oil has seen uh, some legs again and uh, has made a little bit of a, a, a comeback, uh, not quite back to where it was on highs of the year but I would say within spitting distance. Also, you've had within the commodity complex, our commodity du jour, which of course is lumber, is stuck just under $600 per 1,000 board feet. Also, a uh, notable uh, deal-making going on out there is uh, a pretty good inflation reading in August. It was uh, a little bit below forecast, and especially if you're in the market for a used car like I am, uh, used car prices came down in August uh, probably uh, much more than what most economists believed. But this week, decidedly negative. You can't win them all. Uh, We'll see where we go uh, today in the market and starting next week. Keep in mind, uh, September historically has been one of the worst months of the year to invest, and that's not just an old wives' tale. There's uh, statistical evidence to prove that. Also, this show will be all about taxes. So uh, during our commercial break, uh, get strapped in with a pen and paper and pick up as much information you can about the new tax scheme that may be coming to place. And keep in mind, as we uh, come out here on the radio, nothing's been voted on, but there are three dates to keep in mind. One is uh, September 13th. One will be the date that the bill is signed. And one will be 12-31-2021, and we'll reveal why those dates are important as we get in with the show. But we've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, Stay here. Stay tuned. We'll be back in 60 seconds. You've been listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. What do you want to do when you grow up? 
When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and we'll take a deeper dive in some of the uh, big economic numbers we've had this week. Specifically speaking, uh, if you've been watching the markets, you know that the stocks continue to weaken. Uh, last week was really kind of the worst week we've had since February in the stock market, uh, based on a variety of reasons. Uh, you could take kind of a grab bag approach and say some of it may have to do with uh, impending taxes. Uh, but the reality is that, uh, and Bloomberg noted this, that the S&P 500 index has gone 34 days without rising 1% or more in any of them. This is the longest such streak in 20 months. And after uh, Monday's performance, the streak has now extended to 35 days. And it looks like by the time this we go to broadcast, it may be a full 39 days. While stocks did eke out small gains on Monday, the S&P did break a five-day losing streak. Significant up days appear to be on the back burner for now. And one of the factors that's helping to color the September quote-unquote pause across stock prices, which have been highlighted in a couple of our radio broadcasts over the last few weeks. With that said, more than half of the S&P 500's constituents have suffered peak-to-trough declines of at least 10% since May. And as FactSet has pointed out this week, the number of S&P 500 stocks currently trading above their 50-day moving average has declined to below 50%. At current levels, the number of S&P 500 stocks trading above their 50-day moving average is back to late July levels, further suggesting some of the wind has been taken out of the market sales over the past few weeks. With that said, I know a lot of market watchers like to see a big pullback across uh, all uh, sectors at once. But uh, as FactSet pointed out earlier this week, most of the market uh, participants and sectors have had a pretty good 10% pullback since May over the summer. Notably, the number of S&P 500 stocks trading above their 200-day moving average, uh, a measure of longer-term trading strength, has seen a consistent and steady deceleration since peaking in late April. And in my view, lingering pandemic concerns, slowing growth, supply disruptions, and inflation pressures have increasingly weighed on investor sentiment. Thus, investors' willingness to keep pushing stocks higher while we continue to believe some better-than-expected economic data in the upcoming third-quarter earnings season next month could help lift investor sentiment. But there is a lack of buying conviction over the recent months that is weighing on stock prices currently. And you don't have to go any further than... Uh, 
uh, just a quick Google to know that September traditionally is the worst month for stocks. And some of that has to do with optimism waning, uh, lower trading volumes to the end of summer, and waiting around a third quarter uh, results are reported in October. On the bright side, traders haven't let the S&P 500 touch its 50-day moving average since July. Last month and again, yesterday, again on Monday, when the index finally approached the near-term trading threshold, traders helped lift the U.S. stock benchmark higher before actually testing the level. Though it remains to be seen if this will continue, underlying momentum hasn't shifted too far away from the quote-unquote buy-the-dip uh, mentality. Currently, the S&P 500 is less than 1% above its 50-day moving average and a little over 3% above its 100-day moving average. In my view, more sustained selling pressure in the S&P 500 could see the index drop fairly quickly to the 100-day level, which re would represent an S&P level at around 43.18, down from Monday's close of 44.68. Even a test of the 200-day moving average, which is roughly 8.5% lower from current levels, would barely register as a correction by the strict definition of the term. The bottom line on this is internal strength across stocks has weakened and may need a few positive catalysts to shift the tide, at least from near-term trading perspective. But even if stocks slide further over the near term and test key support levels such as market condition would not alter uh, Ameriprise's overall view in the macro environment if fundamentals continue to hold, which most market watchers believe they should. That is fundamentals, good earnings, lower interest rates, and inflation that is uh, moderating back to the longer term levels. Importantly, all else equal, Ameriprise believes investors should use such an opportunity to put sideline cash to work in high-quality equities, maintaining a diversified portfolio. And the big action out of earlier in the week was on Tuesday, the inflation report, and it was right on target to a little bit below target as it pertains to what uh, – what they saw inflation-wise, but they all the numbers were much lower, especially used car prices, than they were in the spring and early summer. It is clear that investors are looking for a correction, and according to a recent Deutsche Bank survey, 58% of market professionals surveyed are looking for U.S. stocks to correct 5 to 10% by the end of the year, and further, 10% of participants see a downdraft of 10% or more by year-end while 31% don't see a correction happening at all this year. The spread of the Delta coronavirus variant was flagged as the most significant risk to growth, as too was inflation and weaker-than-expected growth. Now, in looking at kind of what our uh, other analysts from BCA have to say, you know, similarly, they do realize that uh, probably we've been uh, uh, overdue a correction, and, you know, what they tend to say is although the S&P – ended its five-day losing streak on Monday, a common narrative remains that U.S. equities are primed for a pullback, as we mentioned earlier. Some of that, uh, as we've said, has been slowing economic growth, pandemic-related uncertainty, and the likelihood that the Fed will soon begin tapering asset purchases and Biden's tax plan, uh, along with excessive valuations, are all among the factors being highlighted. We'll get a little bit deeper into Biden's tax plan as we get further into our forecast but essentially, most research remains optimistic about the cyclical asset outlook for risk assets and expect any reset in equities to result in te a temporary correction at best rather than a more prolonged period of weakness. Keep in mind, bear markets typically coincide with recessions, uh, 
The macroeconomic outlook today is consistent with a continued expansion. Elevated household excess savings will keep consumption robust, and supply chain bottlenecks will give way to CapEx expansion. You know, although policy from the Fed remains accommodative, a reduction in the Fed's asset purchases should be characterized as less easing rather than outright tightening. This is especially true given that we expect price pressures to be transitory and therefore will not prompt the Fed to respond to the current bout of inflation. Although extended unemployment benefits have expired, household excess savings provide a healthy cushion and will and, and could be deployed to satisfy pent-up demand for services once the Delta threat eases. Finally, what BCA believes is higher corporate taxes will have only a modest impact on earnings. They are also con- recommending a overweight to risk assets such as stocks, and that has not changed um, given where we are in the current market cycle. So where we will finish up when we come back is to discuss tax plans and the difference between marginal rates and effective rates and especially what happens with most corporations because unlike you and I uh, corporate taxpayers sometimes get what I would call the benefit of the clout not the benefit of the doubt that is their lobbyists going to work and uh, making sure loopholes are there and available for them to take advantage of uh, from year to year Don't be surprised that unlike you and I as well, uh, a lot of uh, corporations sometimes end up paying higher than expected taxes due to some of the uh, clawbacks and other recapture provisions in our tax code as well. So for all the stories you hear about corporations kind of skating by, there are some that actually are paying more than the uh, highest uh, marginal rate that's on record due to other tax issues. You've been listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Lion Wealth Management, and we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. When today is unpredictable, you need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, Private Wealth Advisor with Align Wealth Management. And in today's financial planning segment, we'll take a deeper dive into the draft legislation that was released uh, on Tuesday by the House Wayne's and Means Committee uh, that was titled Responsibility Funding Our Priorities, which includes roughly $2 trillion of tax increases. And the initial draft legislation is part of the broader budget reconciliation process and will face intense debate within Congress. And uh, a lot of the provisions that I will discuss following um, 
will be subject to revisions uh, as discussions amongst lawmakers proceed. Here are a few of the key provisions that can impact individual taxpayers. Uh, we've discussed the uh, impacts on the S&P 500, uh, both in the uh, uh, segment before this, and we'll cover it further in the segment after. But generally keep in mind, unlike uh, the large corporations in America, uh, where only about uh, one-third pay uh, higher than the uh, marginal income tax bracket, a lot of Americans are forced uh, to work under the yoke uh, of the taskmasters in Midian. Oh, I mean Washington, D.C. If you're old enough to remember the old Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston and, um, you know, the old character actor that comes out in Midian as the uh, Israelites are making bricks uh, out of mud, I think his name was Edward G. Robinson, and uh, this is kind of what uh, Americans feel like every time we get a tax increase. So here are the highlights. Uh, one is to increase the top marginal income tax rate on ordinary income from 37% to 39.6. What's been proposed is an application that once income exceeds $400,000 for single payers and $450 for married couples filing a joint return, beginning with tax years after 2021. And just for reference, the current highest marginal rate is applied at income levels of $523,600 for single filers and $628,000 for joint filers, and as I uh, get the old quick calculator out right here, uh, right off the bat, that is a um, $4,600 increase uh, for those people fortunate enough to be in that high tax bracket. Uh, The next thing that uh, has been uh, bandied about is applying uh, a long-term capital gains rate of 25%. This would be once income exceeds $400,000. Uh, for single filers and 450 for married couples filing a joint return for transactions occurring after September 13th, 2021. A date that will live in infamy, perhaps. Keep that in mind. That is uh, this last Monday. Note that this does not include the 3.8% surtax on net investment income, which would bring the maximum tax rate on long-term capital gains to 28.8%. Uh, which for that same $450,000 couple is an increase of roughly uh, 5% from where it is now. Um, so that's another uh, $2,500 uh, at least, if, if not more. And then a new 3% surtax for households exceeding $5 million in income. This provision would begin for tax years after 2021 with the definition of income for that $5 million for threshold purposes being modified adjusted gross income or in our business which is uh, run amok with acronyms m-a-g-i make america great indefinitely as some people may say Uh, also there's an acceleration of the sunset provision for lifetime estate and gift tax exclusions the doubling of the lifetime exclusion amount under the tax cuts and jobs act uh, of 2017 expires on December 31st, 2021, instead of the end of 2025. So that's cutting that short. And for 2021, the lifetime exclusion is $11.7 million per person. And beginning next year, the lifetime exclusion would revert to the level in place prior to that act, which is right around $5.5 million adjusted for inflation. Also, the government would like to expand the scope of the 3.8% surtax on net investment income. Currently, the 3.8% surtax only applies to passive income generated from pass-through business entities. This provision would subject active business income to surtax as well. 
and this would apply to individual taxpayers exceeding 400000 in taxable income and 500000 in taxable income for married filing joint returns. And active income traditionally is from flow-through flow entities. If you have a, a LLC, a Schedule C business, an S-Corp, uh, for those of you with those and listening at home, you know who you are. Uh, Something that's kind of been thrown in the mix that will surely be debated is restrictions on large IRA balances. And once the balance of an IRA, which includes aggregate balance of all IRAs and funds held within a defined contribution plan, exceeds $10 million, additional contributions are disallowed and required distributions is triggered the following year. The required distribution that's being discussed is based on a 50% of the amount exceeding $10 million threshold and additional rules apply if aggregate balance of IRAs and defined contribution plans exceed $20 million. So, for example, uh, in that example, if you had an $11 million IRA, you'd have to take out perhaps 50% of the amount over uh, the $10 million, which would be $500,000. The new required distribution rules and disallowance of additional contributions only applies to taxpayers with taxable income exceeding $400,000 for single filers and 450000 for joint filers. Keep in mind, this is not the traditional required minimum distributions for taxpayers over the age of 72. This would be something new. Also, they're looking at uh, eliminating the backdoor Roth IRA strategy, that being disallowed uh, beginning for taxable years after 12-31-21. Roth conversions uh, could be limited to pre-tax funds only. Converting after-tax IRA funds to Roth IRA is no longer allowed. This provision also prohibits the direct transfer of after-tax funds held within a qualified retirement plan into a Roth, um, which has been a very large loophole that uh, savvy investors, with the help of their financial advisors, have been exploiting for quite some time. Roth conversions for IRAs and qualified retirement plans are disallowed for higher-income taxpayers, those making more than $400,000 in single filers and four fifty for joint filers beginning after 12-31-21. Uh, certain... Uh, investments would be prohibited to be held within IRAs uh, that were typically subject for accredited investor requirements. And also they're talking about changes to the tax treatment of grantor trust, as that would be a big deal. Assets held within a grantor trust are included in the decedent's taxable estate if the decedent is determined to be the owner of the trust, perhaps. And also sale of assets to a grantor trust is considered a taxable event for income tax purposes if the grantor is deemed an owner of the assets. The effective date for these provisions that's being uh, bantied about is the date of enactment, which is uh, otherwise known when the legislation is signed into law, which could be any day of the week. And if that happens on a weekend, um, you may be uh, another acronym in the financial business, SO, and you can fill in the last letter as we are an acronym rich business. So these are not laws. These are just what was in the initial draft legislation. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of horse trading going on between now and whenever it gets signed. Uh, I think, um, <clears throat> I don't know how much compromise will go into this, but the fact that it is being fast-tracked may mean by the time we do our next show, we'll know more about it. You've been listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Lime Wealth Management, and we'll be back in 60 seconds. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask what's most important to you. 
Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I am your host, Drew Watson. And in this um, segment, we're going to take a deeper dive on what might be going on with uh, corporate taxes and who actually pays the most when it comes to corporate taxes. And this is a little bit of a mixed bag because, you know, the question that we've had is, um, you know, what does it mean when corporate taxes go up? And it's not necessarily that uh, they all go up in lockstep because there is a difference between what the marginal and the effective rate is. So the marginal rate is the stated rate. So if you hear that corporate taxes now are 21%, um, that's the marginal rate. The effective rate is the amount of tax that a company or a person pays divided by their income on the tax return. So most corporations, as you can imagine, um, typically get off in, in, in a pretty good environment where they're paying, um, you know, perhaps less than the marginal rate, uh, and uh, very few are in that uh, ballpark. Uh, specifically speaking, if you're looking at the S and P 500. Um, only about uh, you know, less than half are paying a uh, um, an effective rate that's as high uh, or a little bit higher than the marginal rate. And so, you know, if you look at it, to kind of quote our guys, friends at BCA, it says, the Byzantine nature of the United States tax code creates a myriad of opportunities for, for the spectrum of companies uh, that are subject to its provision. And you know, tailored, specific tax advice provided by tax attorneys is a thriving cottage industry that uh, employs, um, you know, thousands, uh, if not hundreds of thousands, of well-paid accountants, lawyers, and specialists in how to structure this. Uh, if you look at, uh, of the 392 S&P 500 constituents that owed income tax, so keep that in mind, 108 owed nothing, so that's more than 20%. Um uh, in their last full year of operations, 60% of the 392 uh, had an all-in effective tax rate that fell below the 21% statutory federal rate. After allowing for state and local income tax levies, the distribution of effective rates uh, shows that a considerable majority of companies managed to pay less than the marginal rate. The potential for reducing the effective rate is directly related to a company's size, and it looks like the biggest of the companies get the most tax benefits because they have multinational slash international activities. The 30 largest tax-paying constituents account for over one-half of the, of the S&P 500's tax-paying market cap. Uh, we're even more adept at staying below the all-in 
marginal rate. So if you look at um, the 30 biggest companies out there, um, roughly 67% stayed under the marginal rate uh, and well on, uh, gosh, almost uh, all of that 60-some-odd percent paid less than 20% taxes. That's pretty pretty impressive on their part. If every S&P 500 constituent's effective tax rate equaled the marginal rate, an increase to 25% from 21% would result in roughly a 5.1% decrease in S&P 500 earnings as net income would fall from 79 cents of every dollar of pre-tax income to 75 cents. The income decline would be permanent, assuming no further tax rate changes, and that would merit an equivalent decline in stock prices. But given the fact that most of these companies in the S&P 500, and especially the mega cap top 30 stocks, those are companies that, uh, you know, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, uh, Microsoft, etc., are paying less than that rate. That's why the impact is not as great. Now, from a personal income tax standpoint, it does appear that um, you know, in looking at you know the news that we have as of this week, that the capital gains rate may be different uh, than what uh, was initially proposed. If you're a reader here, Biden wanted the top income taxpayers to pay. Um, you know, 39.6% on capital gains rates, and it looks like now they may have a three-tiered a three -tiered structure, whereas uh, capital gains, if you make under $500,000, you will pay one rate. If you make between 500000 and a million, you'll pay another rate. And if you make more than a million, you will pay uh, an even higher rate. Now, as of this show, that has not been solidified yet, but essentially, you know, as, as you look at what's available, uh, you have to factor in the 3.8% um, income, additional income tax as well if you're in one of the top rates. So even a 25% capital gains rate uh, really comes to almost a 29% rate uh, when you're, and that's before any state or local taxes are assessed. So we don't really know much about individuals' income tax returns on ordinary income at this point or might, what might happen on the estate tax, but be sure and stay tuned. Keep those questions coming, and we'll be back same time, same channel next week. You've been listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Lion Wealth Management. Have a great weekend. This is WOMI Owensboro, 99.1 FM and 1490 AM, translator W256CF, a Town Square media station. Will we be jabbed again? I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, an FDA panelist today considering booster shots, but some doctors and scientists aren't sure third COVID vaccine doses are needed yet beyond those who have compromised immune systems already eligible now. A group of Republican attorneys general is threatening to sue President Biden over his COVID vaccine mandates. This week, we have certainly seen more of a political back and forth between a number of governors and the White House on all things COVID. That included yesterday when the president basically took a swipe at the governors of Texas and Florida, accusing them of undermining his efforts to bring the pandemic under control. Fox's Mark Meredith. This morning, the president's focused on climate change. Fox's Evan Brown has this live.
Yeah, Dave, President Biden is hosting a virtual summit with European and other world leaders, urging them all to cut methane emissions, assisting that despite dire forecasts about the planet's condition, there are benefits to changing habits. So while the climate crisis poses an existential threat, there is a silver lining. The climate crisis also presents real and incredible economic opportunities to create jobs and lift up the standard of living for people around the world. Now, today's virtual meeting comes in advance of the in-person U.N. climate conference in Glasgow, Scotland, beginning in late October, Dave. Heaven amid a surge of migrants coming here, a group gathered under bridge in Del Rio, Texas, has grown more than 10,000 million Haitians waiting to be processed. Republican Senator John Kennedy tells Fox... This year, we'll have well over 2 million people coming into our country, allowed in by the president. And we don't have the slightest idea who they are. Gabby Petito's parents urging Brian Laundrie's family to help them find their daughter who's been missing since he came back from a cross-country trip without his fiance. A neighbor tells Fox... I think everybody wants him to talk. I mean, even if he knows nothing, say I know nothing. Hiding isn't the answer. America's listening to Fox News. Nielsen says more than 30 million Americans watch Newsmax. It's the fourth highest rated cable news channel, and it's available on all major cable systems. Or find it on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and more. And it's free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, and TiVo. Or download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. Watch it anytime, anywhere. Forbes described Newsmax as a news powerhouse. Millions of Americans are watching Newsmax. You should, too. Tune in today. Sometimes the world can seem a cold place, so we got to bring the warmth to it. Sometimes the world can seem a broken place, so we got to strive to fix it. At the end of the day, we are empowered to create the world we want to live in. So we prepare for the worst, but we must always, always expect the best. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. Stocks are going down so far this morning. Fox's Lillian Wu is monitoring the markets and more live here in New York. Dave, we could be ending a choppy week in the red with benchmarks off about half percent this morning. The Dow's down 100 points, NASDAQ off by about 80, and S&P has lost more than 20. Now, there is a big jump for financial firm Invesco, reportedly in talks to merge with part of uh, State Street. And some reopening stocks like retailers, Disney, Boeing, Cruise Lines, and other travel companies trading to the upside, helped along by reports the U.K. may relax travel rules. Dave? Lillian, the price of oil is falling this morning, almost a dollar, back under 72 bucks a barrel as gas inches up a bit. AAA's national average for regulars, close to 3.20 per gallon. There are a lot of help wanted signs across America with nearly 11 million job openings. Amazon among those hiring. Amazon held its hiring event, the annual Career Day, September 1st. The online shopping giant says more than a million applicants from around the world applied for jobs with the company. Applicants were looking to work in a variety of areas, corporate, tech, and hourly jobs. About half of the applications were from people looking to work in the U.S. More than 220,000 applicants visited the hiring events website, and 30,000 job seekers received one-on-one -on -one career coaching sessions with Amazon recruiters. Jenny Coselda. Fox News. A dramatic start to week two of the NFL season with a last second finish. Good snap, good hold, kick is good. 
Washington wins it. Dustin Hopkins kicked that game winner after getting a second chance. He missed the first attempt, but a giant penalty let Washington try again. He made it, and they beat the New York Giants 30-29 to on NFL Network. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.